Welcome to Everything That's Wrong with Tracy and Reagan. I'm Tracy Middlebrook. And I'm Reagan Middlebrook. We are sisters and enthusiastic observers of media, art, politics, and the world in general. But sometimes things are the worst, and we have opinions about it. So today, we're going to have a special, somewhat brief, hi, it's been a long time since we've been here, potpourri episode about everything that's wrong with Christmas holidays and the holidays. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys. We're back. Did you miss us? Back again. <laughs> oh, no. Now we're going to get sued. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, we can't. We can't. Well, I think you get 10 seconds. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, so we were like, hey, we don't really have time for a full episode. But when shooting topics, there were different things that were holiday related that irritate us. So we're going to tell you about them. We are. So to be disloyal to my previous employer. The first one that I want to talk about is everything that's wrong with uh, holiday jewelry ads. Just because it annoyed me uh, going into the bus station and there being like all of those, all of these stupid, horrible jewelry ads were like boring, ugly ass diamond solitaire earrings <laughs> saying like, or like something with two diamonds on it. It's like one's for your best friend and one's for the love of your life. But you know, it's the same ring. It's not like two different people. It could be two different people, right? Like, right. This time. wasn't a ring for poly relationships. <laughs> This was a ring for one person who was serving two functions. Right. And and I just, I think that expensive jewelry is a scam. And I Diamonds think that, especially. Well, diamonds are stupid. I mean, number one, they're not very interesting to look at. Like, cubic zirconia have more of the, the when you look at the facets inside of a cubic zirconia, I took gemology courses. Um, right. She's like, she was a certified, you had some letters you can put at the end of your name? A jewelry professional. Uh, but anyways, when you look inside of a cubic zirconia, you get more of the like rainbow color refraction coming back at you. It's much prettier. Like diamonds are better because they have a higher refractive index or something. So like there's more brightness when you look inside and, of a diamond. And you know why diamonds are better? If you need industri industrial tools and you have to tip them with a diamond, that's when it's better. But if you're just going to wear it. It's ugly. And it's not very interesting. It doesn't show anything about your personality. And and it's artificially, I mean, get, setting aside conflict diamonds and all of that problems and the idea that you're supposed to spend yeah, so much in your life. but let's not set aside conflict diamonds just okay, as long as we're Do into it. the jewelry industry thing it. now. So I worked at a jewelry company, which is a really great jewelry company. Uh, and they're good people. But I learned some things about the jewelry industry while I was there. And so, like, but, the whole, so these are problems about the industry right. in general, yes. not the specific company. The, the way that the industry addresses the issue of conflict diamonds is called the Kimberly process. And basically what it means is that every diamond supplier just puts a little line on their invoice and it has to be on every invoice or you like send the diamonds back that says we swear that these aren't conflict diamonds, basically. Right? Because I'm sure that the people who are like selling conflict diamonds and cutting off people's arms in, you know, diamond mines or whatever are gonna be Honest. above perjury right right they were it's the thing on that when you when you enter the country and you have to fill out the customs form there's like a note check yes or no whether you are entering in order to perform terrorism <laughs> <laughs> which which oh my god i love it so i love the idea of someone who's like going <laughs> to blow up a building but then they're like but i can't lie on uh, lie on an official form i mean i'm sure it has legal reasons and it's so a, stupid it's one more thing they can put like charge someone with i guess but yeah someone who's selling conflict diamonds would not have a problem lying and saying nope totally conflict free and the whole thing about diamonds is that, like the they only got popular in like the 1940s because they started this huge ad campaign with like movie starlets getting them to wear diamonds and getting them to convince people that this was a good thing like before that it wasn't even really a big deal in the public consciousness i mean they were one of the precious stones oh and okay apparently this is just a gemology rant um 
Bring it. So something else that I learned in my gemology courses from the Gemological Institute of America. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, name dropper. Before like the 1800s, all red colored stones were rubies. It's not like some of them were rubies and some of them were garnets and we just didn't have a way of knowing which was which. Like garnets weren't a thing. Just every red colored stone was a ruby. Then as we developed better chemical processes, we were able to see like, oh, well, this one has a different uh, crystalline structure than this one. And actually this is made of corundum and this is something else. And then we we devised these other categories for these things. But so I'm reading my fucking gemology coursework and they have a picture of some, I don't remember if it was a crown or a necklace or something. And it had these red stones in it. And the fucking caption on this stupid thing was being so goddamn smug. It's like, you know, but the so-and-sos of whatever in the past thought that these were rubies, but really they were garnets. It's like, fuck you, motherfucker. There were no such things as garnets. It's not like they were stupid. It's not like they were so stupid as to accidentally think that the garnet was a ruby. It was a ruby. We just changed the name of the thing and made this new category for it later on. Also, Quit being a snob. Also, it's pretty. That reminds me of um, Hari Kondabalu's rant about, uh, well, England stealing all of the diamonds from India <laughs> um, and and acting like, oh, we here in India didn't know we were trying to eat them until <laughs> until you guys came along. Thank goodness. Like, bullshit. You know, the, uh, whatever. Uh, John Oliver always points out that the British Museum should have crime scene tape <laughs> all the way around it. But... <sighs> That's how I feel about jewelry ads yeah, uh, at Christmas. It's inflated. It's fake. It's only because they're holding on to in vaults all of these to artificially inflate the market. Supposedly that's become less of a thing, but it's still somewhat of a thing. And and we have the ability to create artificial stones now that are better than the ones you can dig up out of the ground. And I would try to talk to these people in like the at, at the jewelry store where I worked in because they would very anti. I mean, just on a personal level, like these are people who care a lot about jewelry. That's why they're working in the jewelry industry and they were anti you know artificial stones and i was yeah, like because but artificial but why, stones are, because there yeah. are still some left in the ground somewhere because it's it's the status it's like this was hard to get but it's but it isn't even just the status though because like the but it was hard gemstone, to get in really terrible ways right the rarest gemstone i don't remember the name of it it's this like ugly pale pink thing uh and nobody knows what it is and nobody <laughs> cares about it and it isn't very expensive because it doesn't it's all about the marketing and it's all about the prestige and i guess those are just two things that i think are very stupid um well like chocolate diamonds now right chocolate diamonds right. Right, right, exactly. Ugh. Because of the advertising campaign, like, and canary diamonds, like yellow and brown used to be, and black, God forbid. They were garbage. They're right, gross. Right, but now we have an ad campaign around them and a way to sell them and make people want them. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's, whatever. And like selling jewelry is all, because <laughs> in my classes, like they would, some of it was geared at people who were selling, which isn't what I was doing. And it's basically all about like making an association in the customer's mind. Like, doesn't the blue of this sapphire remind you of like a crystalline lake on in the middle of the mountains? And when you come up with that, that phrasing, it does make you more attracted to the thing. So just be aware of that and you won't be as suckered into it. Like there was this ring that I was receiving, which was, um, or like checking in the merchandise, which is like this black pearl ring, just like a basic simple simple thing and at first I saw it I was like oh that's so ugly and then in my head I was like it looks like something a sorceress would wear and then I was like ooh I want it and then you it. had to have and it and then I eventually bought it because I want <laughs> <laughs> I want a ring that a sorceress would wear uh, so I'm not saying I'm immune to this sort of thing I just uh, acknowledge that it's shady it's just uh, do you remember years ago the he got well I think they still have he went to Jared as one of the slogans on the ads for Jared Galleria of Jewelries. But there was an ad where somebody gets engaged on an airplane and like the stewardess grabs the little PA system to like tell everyone he went to Jared and everyone on the airplane applauds. <laughs> and I just was like, nobody cares. I mean, you want people to care, but like, 
They might applaud that you got engaged. I mean, you some people me? care. I just think we don't care. Well, yeah, lots of people care. Obviously, That's it's why. a bajillion right. dollar industry, <sighs> but it shouldn't be. So I have a real problem with those um, those Pandora bracelets. Yeah, they're just really ugly, expensive charm they bracelets. They are, and they're made of silver, so it costs practically nothing to make. Yeah, they're they found a way to market, and then the fact that they're customizable, like the woman you love, and you can go get the other charms. I mean, they found a way to sell charm bracelets to people, because you know it's apps and accessories are where the money is. I mean, I like charm bracelets as a concept, so I'm not sorry they're popular, but I don't. I think Pandora is ugly. It just it's all market. I mean, whatever makes you happy. But right, sure. Whatever know makes that you you're happy. being marketed to. Those um open heart jewelries that Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman <laughs> does, those those commercials. When she's like, Oh, I designed the open heart. Yeah, they're not pretty. No. And they're just they're crazy. And do you remember oh god, years ago, uh, there was a commercial where, you know, the guy is marrying someone and he goes and like gives an engagement ring to the woman's daughter too, because Vaguely. he's marrying her too. Yes. And it's a sweet concept, but the way it was done was way creepy. But, yeah. So that was that rant. Do you have a holiday rant? Yeah, New Year's Eve. New Year's. <clears throat> it's my least favorite holiday. I think it gets built up so much. I guess as someone who tends to be at a New Year's party almost every year, except this year, I had a pity party with myself and a really bad cold and I was Aww. in bed by 10 after sleeping 16 hours straight the day before. So me and my NyQuil, um, I was up again at midnight because my new neighbors bought a crap ton of illegal fireworks. So they set off for a half hour. So that was fun. Sorry, any soldiers who have PTSD in the neighborhood and my poor pets. But I, the, there is such an air of desperation and this idea of we have to have the best night of our lives and you have to find the perfect person to kiss at midnight. And then people start putting, I've heard, I've heard other people tell me at parties, like these superstitions that I haven't heard elsewhere of like, you know, whatever happens on New Year's Eve sets the tone for the rest of your year. You can't see me, but my eyes are rolling out of my head. Uh, you know, this stop stop that's silly i mean get together celebrate if you want some fireworks i do i have one dear friend who loves new year's eve it is her favorite holiday because for her it is about sort of like rebirth and a cleanse and getting to be reflective on all the good things that happened and talking you know she really uses it as a time to focus and move forward and and goal setting and that's fine but like resolutions um i <laughs> i personally really love following fast food commercials and advertising and marketing i i don't it's just my own little thing i think it's fascinating but you'll see every january and february everybody starts running these huge buy as much food as you can for super cheap deals because they're trying to crash everybody's dollars i mean i bet it's mcdonald's probably lowest month but suddenly it's the like two big macs for five dollars and get 40 pizzas for you know whatever i don't know it's just guys you know, lifestyle changes are important, but whenever you whenever you do it, it doesn't need to that be. That seems mean. Oh, to run the ads? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's calculated and, and real yucky. That's like, hey. So I apologize. I checked out in my head a little bit. <laughs> I could tell. I was like, and Reagan is in her own place. <laughs> I was just thinking about something else about jewelry. <laughs> okay, go give no, us another jewelry no, it wasn't. rant. It wasn't another thing. It was just something I said earlier. <laughs> 
You were just remembering a thing you said earlier? <laughs> oh, oh, excellent. I'm remembering how right I was. <laughs> well, so when I came back into the conversation, I was trying to think about what you were talking about. You had no about. idea what I was talking about. Well, so that's good. So when Reagan... <laughs> When Reagan gets to listen to this, she'll get to hear what my points were about New Year's Eve. I heard some of them. I'm sorry. Do you have but any yeah. thoughts on New Year's Eve? <laughs> I mean, I don't care about it as a big holiday. And I I, I used to have the thing about like, oh, we have to do something on New Year's or whatever. And I don't have that anymore. I mean, I it's a fun excuse for a party. And that's great. Yeah, but like, getting dressed up is fine. A lot of times they're formal parties. That's cool. This New Year's, I went to like a board game party earlier in the day. And then I was going to go to this evening party with some people. But I ended up meeting with uh, people beforehand. And we went out to dinner. And then that, that was enough peopling for me. And so I went home before the <laughs> You'd party. You'd hit your social yeah, max. And talking to them later, it was a good party and everything. But like, apparently, you know, no one really showed up until 1130 because everybody wanted to be somewhere at midnight. Oh. And it's just sort of like... Sure, but also, I don't know. It feels like you're just, like, cheating the New Year's system. Like, like if New Year's was really important, you'd be celebrating the whole thing, not just midnight. I don't know. Like, yeah. like it's not a real holiday. Like, everyone believes it's not a real holiday, but they're superstitious about the midnight thing, so they want to, yep. like, hedge their bets just in case so they can say that they were somewhere at midnight. That's what I think. Yeah. I, we did get a text from our mom this year, which I thought was adorable, that was a callback to our childhood. It was like, remember, you got to go out to the front porch and bang the <laughs> hell out of a metal pot with a wooden spoon and scream, Happy New Year. Doesn't have to be at midnight. It's whatever time you go to bed. Because growing up, that was our New Year's. Yeah. We would do that at 7 p.m. And then we would go to bed and it was really fun. <laughs> I didn't do it. I thought about doing it. And I was like, I have too many neighbors. I was already cozy in bed. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, but... All right. Thoughts. All right. Yeah. So the other holiday related thought that I wanted to talk about, rant about, is A Christmas Carol, which is the name of that Charles Dickens Ebenezer Scrooge story with Marley yes. and the ghosts. Um, because I think it's stupid and it's it's a big part of the culture, right? It comes up everywhere. Oh, There's like God, the Mickey's Christmas Carol that we watched all the time and the Muppets Christmas Carol. And I have this friend who had never seen it. And so I always try to make him do something at the holidays. And so this year I was like, you have to watch A Christmas Carol. And he's like, well, which is the good one? And I was like, I can't tell you because I think it's stupid, but it's just part of the culture and like <laughs> you have to you have to watch it and so finally we settled on the Muppets Christmas Carol because I had this memory of it being funny and good but apparently the last time I saw it I was like 14 or something is because none of the jokes were funny I'm just telling you I didn't make it that far we like bailed early because because mm. I, I just kept being embarrassed by their dumb jokes um but anyways it's a stupid story and it doesn't make a lot of sense and there I, said I will it. say the Muppets with John Denver in the soundtrack it might be the Christmas Carol soundtrack no it's not okay good I was gonna say that's one of my favorite Christmas albums that's good yeah I'm I not anti-Muppet no no right let the record stand that was not the point of that story um I'm pro Muppet yeah and I'm pro Muppet changing too Peppy the little king prawn oh my god he's so funny anyway Christmas Carol. Yeah, I agree. I've never liked the story. I think it's stupid. And it's redone. I would say of the things, have uh, show your friend Scrooged. Scrooged is pretty hilarious. I've never watched it. Oh, really? I was too young in the 80s. Right, that's true. But you, sh it's worth seeing as a as a fun sort of takedown right. of it. Well, I haven't rewatched it in 15 years. I don't know <laughs> if it holds up. But people I respect talk about it still. Yeah, because they watched it when they were young and yeah, idealistic. Yeah, no, but I, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to find out. We'll get back to you on that. All right, we'll we have totally to next year's Scrooge research. Yeah, um, but no, 
like it's just you know it's the christmas cash cow like every year here in seattle act theater does it for a month it sells out everybody goes that's great i'm glad that it's their thing it's not a story i love i don't care it's just boring and the ghost of christmas present or whatever is stupid and not a real ghost and <laughs> not a real ghost none of them you, are real you ghosts. Have to explain not what how not ghosts a, work. what not a real ghost means <laughs> Well, they're just not ghosts. They're just like spirits not or like angels Casper? or something. They're not people who died. Oh, I see. They're okay. <clears throat> like she's not a real ghost. But but okay. So my most real memories of that. I mean, like I read it in school and I've seen the play or whatever. But like the Mickey's Christmas Carol, we used to watch every year because it was on TV as a Christmas thing. So that's what I have the most enduring memories of. And um, I will say that when Daisy Duck or whoever Scrooge's love was like ran away, it would like make me cry every year. It was so mm. sad. Um, but <laughs> oh, did, oh, that's sweet. But the Ghost of Christmas Present and just like his creepiness and his like his cowl hood and he's just like I'm gonna point his stone to be creepy. Like I didn't feel like it was a very effective way to get your point across. I mean, clearly it was because I guess Scrooge changed his ways. But I just felt like he was slacking. Like the other ghosts did a lot of work. Like they took him a lot of places and like showed him a lot of things. And he just sort of like pushed him into fiery hell pit and was like, "That's your message," which I. I, I mean, yeah. I wasn't feeling it. That's I, I don't think there's a lot more to it in the story, but it is definitely not my favorite Dickens. I don't care about it. And it, God, it's popular. Well, It's a Wonderful Life, honestly. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about how horrible It's a Wonderful Life is. It's the, like, the town is terrible. Everyone is terrible. Poor George Bailey. I know. And, like, it's, it's, it's not a happy ending. Like, my... Poor dad. I didn't mean to ruin it for him. I really oh, didn't. No. But he, he he liked it, I guess. And I was saying I didn't like it. And he was asking me why. And I was saying, well, because George's life sucks. Like, everything terrible happens to him. And then at the end, he gets to be happy with the life that he didn't choose and sort of got railroaded into. Right. And, like, All of he his gets dreams were deferred. And, like, he gets beaten up with his sore ear. And the blood comes out. And it's terrible. And, like, he was promised that he would get to go off an adventure and see travel. And it's what he always wanted to do. And he doesn't get to do it. And just because you're happy that you have a family now doesn't mean that you got to do it have the life that you wanted to have and i'm glad that you're resigned to your life now but <laughs> yeah no i do not i do not love it um myself and do you know the backstory i only learned a few years ago about why yeah, it became it the was big public Christmas. domain right yeah in the 70s it just was run on tv all the time because public domain and it was free and so then it became associated with christmas and everyone's like it's this great christmas story somebody forgot to renew the copyright i think is what i heard yeah. and so therefore it got run on tv a lot of times and, and um the oh well i guess i'll share this with the podcast as well for a christmas carol fun bit the thrilling adventure hour which is an amazing uh, podcast that does old-timey radio shows and it's got Paul F. Tompkins and Paget Brewster and just a bunch of wonderful people. One of their recurring stories is Beyond Belief, a story of these, um, you know, swells about town, sort of a Nick and Nora thing, but they also see ghosts and they did a Christmas Carol spoof that is hilarious. I will find you that link. Maybe I'll check it out. She <laughs> says maybe. Um... Yeah, what else? Oh, party poopers at the ballet. I'll complain about that. Well, I think the ballet is stupid. I'm not a dance person. I love theater. Likewise. But Give me something with the plot, please. Uh, use your words. I mean, there's a plot generally, but no, don't emote we it saw, with your okay, body. The only ballet that I've seen is Midsummer Night's Dream, which we went to, and the first act was plot, and the second dance was just, act was just dancing at people's wedding for like an hour and a half, and it's... Oh, that not is true. Thing. A lot of ballets do have the traditional ones have a section that's not plot. But like I'm fine with opera, especially now that they provide subtitles. But 
yeah, just dancing. I'm like, you're working so hard to tell me the story with your body. Just use your voice. <laughs> um, but again, you know, the big Christmas tradition is the Nutcracker. Um, which I don't care about, but many people think is magical. And we had a family member who went and took her five-year-old and she growing up went every year. That was her family tradition with her mom. And like they very specifically, she knew she was bringing a five-year-old. Um, and she went to the Thursday matinee. And this is a thing where kids are allowed. It's not like she somehow brought her five-year-old to the opera on a Friday night. And her daughter had a blast. Like she Aww. was like, oh, mommy, look at her purple dress. Oh, look. You know, when it snowed, it was magical. She had a great time. At the very end. So not even an intermission as if saying this snotty thing could affect the child's behavior. Just as they were leaving to be total Grinches, the people behind them turned to her and said, well, I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas because your daughter's behavior was terrible and ruined the show for us. Die in a fire. Fuck you. Right? That's, I was, when, yeah, when. Well, I don't think you mean that you hope that we have a Merry Christmas. It's clearly saying that right. it's going to make me feel bad. And now I'm not going to have as Merry Christmas as I was going to have. And maybe you should just be honest about what you think and say what you mean. Uh, what a snotty thing. There's no purpose of doing that except to hurt someone. And to now ruin and tinge what, I mean, the daughter didn't really hear it. And so she's fine. But now the mom is in this thing that what had been a beautiful moment has this yucky film on it. And so, you know, I was able to be like, no, you were in the right. They suck. So, you know, I guess that everything that's wrong with Scrooges, those people are the worst. That sucks. I'm sorry. I mean, like, I understand their point but if that was you and like there's someone in front of you talking even an adorable child at the adorable child version of the ballet like an intermission you can go talk to an usher and ask to be given different seats or like ask to have your tickets refunded or something you don't have to just like be a right. dick right also it's a family friendly event and there was it a was family the thursday matinee you know it's being mad that they're going to be kids talking during the disney movie yeah. You know, go see the 11 p.m. showing. Yeah. Like you have ways Minions around Minions was ruined it. for me by all the small children around me. Ruined. I'm just kidding. That wasn't true at all. There were lots of small children, but they were freaking adorable reacting to the movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's, I mean, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, we don't. Several Christmas carols are weird and dumb. It happens, but I still like them. I don't quite understand the little drummer boy game that everybody plays. That like it's just a game. I know, I know but I like the little drummer boy. I guess right? that's like... what I don't understand. Is that <laughs> I, I do want kind to of, hear it? I do. As a little kid, I liked it because it's very active. The pum 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 is very fun to sing. That was as good as the the Gloria song or yeah in Latin. Oh. Well, yeah, you get the eighteen syllables of Gloria is great, but the one where they say "Adore Moose." Oh yeah, we would always punch Moose. Adore yeah. Moose. Maybe it's angels we've heard on high. Yeah. But anyway, yay for Latin. Yeah. No, I mean, the David Bowie, Bing Crosby one's yeah. fun. Yeah, but that's fine. Yeah. There's a lot of, yeah, yeah. whatever. We're not anti-holiday. We're just anti-dumb things. <laughs> so, um. Yeah. Stick around. And at some point in the future, we'll be back to, to talk, talk about, about everything, everything that's, that's wrong with, with something, something else. else.